Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the best podcast in all of junior hockey. It's the Dan K Show presents. You know, the Dan K Show is often imitated, but it's never replicated, and we owe that in large part to our fearless leader, the captain of the ship, the steward of the Dan K Show brand. It is the man himself, the Dan Kest of the Dan Ks. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome. Hey, Lucas, you want to know how, how good of a professional I am? I'm just dealing with a fly issue in the background so you don't hear it while you're going through the intro. <laughs> Balancing it, making it all happen, and keeping my calm, cool, collected demeanor. And with that in mind, that calm, cool, collected demeanor, I have to introduce in our guest this week. And we always talk about, we always try to say we don't play favorites on the Dan K show, folks, but there are certainly favorites in our world, and we are happy to play favoritism with today's guest. This is a guy who is a champion of the game of hockey. He, he is one of the main – you watch what he does to grow the game week in and week out at all levels. It is an amazing, amazing accomplishment. He works with the most successful – junior hockey organization when it comes to getting guys to the next level he's a winner we call him the torts of the ncdc because he has his guys blocking shots he teaches guys how to play the game the right way and it's why people are so eager to take guys to the next level from his program the northern cyclones it's bill flanagan how's it going sir well, hey, look at that. First of all, thank you for that introduction. I'm not sure if you wrote that or that just that would that's amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll flip back the compliments to you two. You do have the best podcast, Junior Hockey. And I think you two are so great for the game. Uh, the way you promote the league, the way you promote the players, the way you give the interest level to the players and how they they just they just flock to you guys. Uh, you make it you make it special and you know from from me I, I appreciate everything you guys do as well so thank you hey coach thank you if there's one thing you will learn about me if you haven't already I write nothing down I prepare for nothing and I am always last second getting things done Lucas had to learn that from me a long time ago I am a bit of a procrastinator but I work real hard once the thing's live <laughs> once we get this camera rolling I'm ready to go that's great great stuff <laughs> so Lucas Let's get into it. Let's pay these bills before we start talking with Coach. Before we get into our reviews, I remind you that the Dan K Show Presents Junior Hockey is sponsored by the USPHL, the premier league in junior hockey, the biggest league geographically in the U.S., and the league for you. They've expanded west. They are it. And if you want to learn more, you go to USPHL.com to learn all about it and how to play. Lucas, we start, though, it's time for our beer and coffee reviews for those hockey parents at home getting ready for the season to get back underway and get back on the road. What beer should they be taking with them on their next road trip? Well, this one is specifically aimed at the folks who are in New Jersey, the ones who are, are in Connecticut as well. And, you know, one of the earliest events the USPHL has on its schedule is the Jersey Hitmen Showcase in October. And October is the perfect time to grab a couple of beers and, and sit around the, uh, the fire pit at the hotel and uh, decompress from the, uh, the day's festivities. And I don't think there's a better brewery or a newer brewery, especially, to be able to support than Seven Tribesmen Brewery in Wayne, New Jersey, exactly where the Jersey Hitmen are located, just on the other side of town on Route 23. Seven Tribesmen just opened up, and what a time to open up, truly during a, uh, a, the coronavirus pandemic, but they are, they are open, they are selling crowlers, they are selling cans, and I'm sure by October, they will be expanded as an outdoor seating as well. Dan, you actually got this one for me, as this one is right near your house, and I gotta say, this is incredible. This is the Trebuchet Cezanne. Uh, a Cezanne, for those of you who may not have heard of it before, sounds pretentious, but is actually very, very tasty. So it's a, it's a wheat-styled beer, um, but it's not, it's not a blue moon. It's not like a Belgian wheat. It's not a Belgian white. This is a subdued, subtle, uh, wheat beer with a little hint of spiciness. And when I say spicy, I don't mean pepper. I don't mean chili. I mean, closer to that, like nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice flavor you got going on. Take another sip just to freshen up here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just a solid wheat beer, a um, little darker pale color. 
you've got that little bit of breadiness in there that you'd almost expect from a lager. You've got a little bit of that lightness you'd expect almost from a German beer. I mean, they've really hit the nail on the head. This is one of their first beers that they've put out and they've, they've just killed it. I cannot wait to see what they do going forward. I cannot wait to see uh, even what they do with this recipe. Lucas, what's the score? Well, uh, in order to, to keep the scoring system accurate, I have to be harsh on this one. Um, this is a great beer. And again, there is nothing wrong with it. With a Saison, uh, you know, in terms of the style, I don't think it's necessarily as pure in the style as maybe a purist would like. But if there's one thing that hopefully people have learned about me is I have no time for purists. Uh, I'm going to give this beer a 7-9. I think this is an above average beer. I think it's extremely drinkable. It's very approachable. Um, it's not clingy. It finishes clean. Um, I can't wait to see what they come out with next. Well, Lucas, the only thing I know about Saisons is that there's four of them. And in the fall Saison, we're going to have hockey coming back. And I'm excited for that. And in that, in that time, you talked about the Hitmen Showcase. How about our first trip of the year, the Southeast Showcase for the USPHL? And while you're driving down there, a lot of the folks in the Northeast, you're going to pass a lot of Wawa's. And Wawa, I thought about, I always like to think about our guest each week. And, and Coach Flanagan, he has that, that blue-collar, bring your, bring your lunch pail to work kind of hockey style where you block shots, you get in front of the puck, you hit hard, you come out there and you give 110% every shift. And Wawa's doing that for you every day in the Southeast, man. And, and we love it here in New Jersey, but you can travel down on your way to, to Charlotte, North Carolina this year, and you can get yourself some Wawa coffee. It's a, it's a 7.2, Lucas. It's a good coffee. What I like to do, and some people say on the Dan K Show that they've thought of this model of making the coffee. I like to say I thought of it. You take a little bit of that, of that extra caffeine mocha and put it on top of the regular blend, and you, that's it. You just go after it, and you're ready to go. It gets you through the whole day, a little extra caffeination. 7.2, give it the score. That's a good one. And with that, we get in to the free skate here. We start talking with Coach Bill Flanagan of the Northern Cyclones. We welcome him back into the show right now. Coach, we're excited to talk to you today. And before we get into the Northern Cyclones, the NCDC squad, the premier level, all the work you guys are doing out there to get players to the next level, I want to start with a project you are working on this summer, and it is the Elite Women's Summer Hockey League. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how this all came together? Yeah, I just want to, yeah, but first off, I mean, the coffee and the beer, I mean, you know, you guys have to start it off that way. I could taste the beer, the description, <laughs> and the coffee was just as good. So I got to make sure that I'm down, when I'm down in for the Hitman Showcase and I'm checking out both those places. Oh, so yeah that that's really motivated me in a different way but thank you um yeah so this the the uh eastern women's uh, summer uh elite hockey league here uh started essentially we try to do it uh we, we wanted to get it started two years ago we ran into a little bit of an issue but what we wanted to do is we wanted to give um uh professional women the women that have graduated and uh some of the high level girls that are still in college an opportunity to play uh, some high level hockey in the summertime Quite frankly, um, there is a, a serious misbalance of uh, competition or leagues available to the women um, in the summer, spring and summertime. So um, our idea was, hey, look, at let's put together. Um, and by the way, this is a free league, which we're completely absorbing all, all the costs um, to give these women opportunity to play, play a high level competition, but yet provide them with a professional atmosphere. We we run the game just like we would a Cyclones to NCDC game. Whereas, you know, there's announcing, there's, we provide a trainer's table before the game. We have trainer, equipment manager. We want to make it an atmosphere where the girls are, uh, and the women are just completely just saying, wow, this is first class. This is the way it should be. Um, so it was an idea that I came up with. We finally got an opportunity. We were going to execute it early in June. Obviously, we weren't into some issues in terms of the pandemic. Um, so fortunately, uh, as the New Hampshire uh, guidelines allowed us to, we were able to play our first ever game last Thursday night. And we had uh, Olympians, gold medal Olympic, Olympians uh, to Division One college girls. Um, the game was exciting. It was fantastic. But the greatest part about it was the feedback from the women was, um, boy, was this enjoyable. Boy, was this run really well. 
and um, we really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to next week. And so, um, yeah, it was exciting, and I'm looking forward for it to get bigger, grow it, grow it, get it bigger, and uh, continue to give the women an opportunity to play um, as many competitive games in the off season as possible. So, yeah, it was great. Now, Coach, you had a, you had a gold medalist on the bench with you this past year, right? You, and we we talk about this this passion you have for the game of hockey and and all the things you're doing. We talk about hockey is for everyone here all the time on the Dan K Show. And to see what you guys are doing here with this summer league, with with your growth as a team, with with Kaylee coaching with you on the bench there this past year, working with the defensemen and and getting on the ice at times with the guys and working with them there. Can you talk a little bit about just where the success is for the the Flanagan family has come from, and talk a little bit about that that gold medal success in in the uh, the bloodline there with the Flanagans. Yeah, yeah, Danny. I mean, my dad got us into the game, uh, you know, uh, as water boys back in the in the days when he was coaching, and that's kind of where we fell in love with it. My brother and I, uh, you know, we played hockey all the way through. My brother went to University of New Hampshire. I went to RPI. Uh, we actually played against each other twice my senior year. Uh, one at his building, one at ours, and that was real special. Um, and you know, once we had children, you know, we we didn't. We both, I think, we both felt the same way. We didn't want to push our kids into the game, but the hockey, the game has been a, a huge part of our lives. Uh, we coach high school hockey. We we've done it all since the day you know I can remember. So uh, my daughter got involved, um, you know, and and played with boys all the way through. Uh, I got an opportunity to coach her since she was a mite. Um, and then she went off and uh, went off to a, um, a prep school to to continue to play against women, obtained a full scholarship to go to Boston College. And then, you know, probably the greatest moment or, yeah, it has to be for my hockey, my hockey life was for her to get an opportunity to, to you know, to, to make the Olympic team, but then to win that gold medal uh, and to be able to be there and to share that moment with her. Um, there, I can't really describe it in words. All I can tell you is that, um, there is a video of me um, that uh, shows exact because my wife taped it as they had right when right when it ended, and I and I basically just I lost it, uh, you know, in terms of emotionally, just because it was just a combination of all her hard work, her dedication, her love. She had to overcome some obstacles. Nothing was ever given to her. She just had a battle for what she had, and for, to watch that was just an amazing, and quite frankly, also to just beat in Canada because you know what, that's that's the ultimate. <laughs> he is an American hockey player. Being Canada is about beating Canada, and uh, I enjoyed that aspect of it as well. But yeah, so I mean, that's how you know it's been. It's been in our, in our lifeline uh, forever. Um, people ask me all the time why you know why you know you know why 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 are you doing it? Why are you still? You know, I invested, I invested, I, I get a kick out of this. I, I tell people I've invested not only myself, but I've invested my money. I've invested everything in the game. I mean, there's no half in for us as a family. Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like to say they're in it, but we're really in it. Um, and quite frankly, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Um, and I think, like I said, the, the Olympic moment was one. And then all the all the players that I've come in contact with all, all my life and have an opportunity to help them get better and move them on. As a matter of fact, I don't want to keep talking, but a quick story is I got a text message today from Will Gavin, who is on his way to uh, Colorado to begin his Air Force Academy career. And as soon as he stepped off the plane, he sent me a text, again, thanking me for, you know, helping him achieve, you know, uh, this goal in his life and, and just saying how much it meant to him and, you know, how he was thinking about me. And, you know, man, that's, that's why I do this. This is 28 years of, you know, you know, just pouring what I have into it and getting that type of feedback today where he could have thought about so many other things. He thought about me and, you know, it means everything to me. So, yeah. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. <laughs> hey coach, and you don't, you don't ever have to apologize. This, this format is made for the storytelling. That's what we're here for. We love it, man. Especially someone with so much, so much skin in the game, like you talked about, right? Just in, in every portion of it, like, like yourself and your family. And before we're, we'll get into the Q&A after this last question of the free skate, I'll, I'll, I'll give it over to Lucas after this one. But I, I got to ask you, you know, you talk about the family, you talk about the investment into it. The family 
atmosphere is what we see every time we head up to the northern cyclones every time we see you guys on the road at any level of the game i mean working with the elite guys the last couple of years the maddie irwins guys from the elite level going to the d3 level and being successful the keenan waters of that squad the, the danny woods who moved their way up through the program to the premier level you look at the ncdc level we see the guys like bryce defazio who battled scraped and clawed the borshavs of the world you see it all throughout. Well, Gavin, you talked about going to Air Force. And how does that family model you guys have built there, the Flanagan family, I mean, how does that, how is it so successful? How does that work for you? Uh, we generally care, Danny. I mean, I think there's no faking it. We care. Uh, and we put players first and foremost. Um, Barbella and I started this because we wanted to give players an opportunity to experience what we experienced. And we wanted to do it right. We saw a lot of guys uh, growing up and being part of it, doing it wrong. Uh, and we take personal offense to it. So we wanted to do it right. So anybody that I've hired, <clears throat> anybody that I've fired, anybody that's come in contact with me know that they're going to come in, they're going to be held accountable, and they have to care. And if they don't care and they don't want to go through the extra and do the extra things to make it, you know, the best program we can make it, then, you know, they, don't, they can't be part of us. So that's really what it is. It's we generally, we, we, we're genuine. We care. We're not perfect. Absolutely not. We make mistakes, but at the end of the day is we care. Uh, you see it every time you come into our building. As a matter of fact, you just mentioned Artie Borshoff. Artie Bor and here's another good story for you. Artie Borshoff uh, went out to the USHL, which was a great move for him. He made the team. He was playing at Youngstown. Um, his season got abruptly canceled like ours. He came and stayed with me in March. Uh, Artie's still here in my house because he can't get home. Oh, he's been God. here since March. Um, and um, I don't know if he's going home. He's committed to Lake State. And I don't know if he's going to go right to school. But um, this is the connection that we have with our players. I mean, this isn't, you know, and, you know, it, it's special, you know, and it's special for me, especially special for me to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's different because we care, Danny. And I, I see a lot of people in it for different reasons. We're in it for the right reasons. Um, we have since day one. Uh, we'll continue to do it until we decide it's, you know, we're too old to do it, which won't be for a while, but um, we just generally love it. Uh, it's our, it's our lifeline um, and uh, we care. So. I love it. And I mean, RDB, man, we, we talked about him a ton. That, that's an all-star. That's a guy who, took, who earned that next step in his career yep. and hope everything's good with him. I mean, we, I still remember the story of RDB on the ice. We were, out covering a game in Hudson for the NCDC free game of the week two years ago. And he was a quieter guy the first couple of times I saw him. And all of a sudden kind of came into his own in that system and took on that top D-man role. And there was a little bit of a chippy game. You guys were up by three. And all of a sudden there was a melee in the corner, a hit he didn't like. And he came in, he said, no more. And it stopped. And he just, he kind of had that, that enforcer feel for that moment, took control and really, really wore that leadership role with pride. And, and that's the kind of stuff we see from guys throughout the year in the Cyclones organization at every level. You see that growth, not just on the ice, but off. And that's one of my favorite things about that family atmosphere you guys have created. That's something I want to get into even more here. And with that, I turn it over to Lucas Jones. Lucas, start up this q and I'm sure I will get too pumped up and jump in and step all over you eventually in this thing. So you start things off. Let's go to the Q&A with Coach Bill Flanagan. You know, now we're, we're back with the Q&A session. And, you know, I think one of the, the hardest things, Coach, with, with interviewing you is, is I don't know where to start because we've, you know, we've watched this team. We, we always talk about it, too, in terms of a, a guy like Bryce DeFazio. But I think what we talk about Bryce DeFazio really is a metaphor for the Cyclones, where we've been watching them throughout our time with the USPHL and, and every year you, you just find a new way to improve just where you think you're, you're at a place with the Northern Cyclones and all of a sudden they, they get better. And I think one of the ways we were really impressed was taking on the Jersey Hitmen, uh, you know, last season coming into the, the NCDC playoffs as the eighth seed and knocking the Jersey Hitmen out in round one. Um, and that was, you know, on the back of, of quite a bit. And that was on the back of the, the ability of the Northern Cyclones to get into the dirty areas, to, to come out and not be intimidated by this team, to really go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Um, so the first question I do want to ask you is talk a little bit about your coaching style 
the way you like to play the game. Um, is that something you've picked up, you know, over the years? Is that something a little more recent just with your experience with Northern? Um, so just talk about your style and, and the way the Northern Cyclones play the game um, with you on the bench. Well, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I, I, I guess every coach, every team is somewhat a reflection of their coach. Um, I think that's, you know, for me as a player growing up, um, you know, I had a, I had a battle for everything I, I got, uh, every team I made and in, in my scholarship that I earned. Um, I wasn't given anything. I wasn't the biggest guy. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the, you know, the most skilled guy. So I had to work, I had to dedicate. I spent Friday nights down at a parking lot shooting pucks. I mean, I did all the things and the extra things that I needed to do to try to give myself an opportunity because I love the game. So I think that, you know, having said that, I think that again, I, what I do when I, you know, when I get a group together is I, I just basically say this, I don't want to waste your time and you don't want to waste my time. And we're here for a reason and a purpose. And that purpose is we want to improve, grow. And then come February, we want to be a machine. We want to be a team that, again, that's, you know, is, you know, you don't want to play us. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, I mean, we had an opportunity to go down and play the Hitman. And, and I think Jimmy and Toby do, they set the standard for the league in terms of talent and everything else. Um, and so, you know, most people would probably say, geez, I don't want to do that. But I was relishing the opportunity uh, during that period because I knew that we were playing our best hockey. But I think that, you know, for me, my style and, 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 and it's, it's about who I am. Um, you know, I want, I want a bunch of underdogs. I want a bunch of guys that have been said no to in certain places. I want guys that uh, are angry about, you know, not being good enough for either another team or another league. Um, I want guys that are hungry and I want guys that want to prove people wrong. And so, you know, if you take all that element and then you, you know, you make that into a, to a group, uh, it's pretty, that's a pretty scary group. So you know, we've been able to do that. And I've been able to do that. I think not only just, you know, in, in this time, but I also had some terrific success and some terrific players in my earlier junior days as well in the, uh, in the Atlantic junior hockey league. And, other things like that, where again, we were teams that uh, would just, you knew if you were going to come play us, you know, you might be better than us, but you know, you're not going to walk out of a building with, with an easy two points. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and again, it's about who I am. I mean, I, I, I take, you know, my team goes out and, you know, we play soft and we don't give an effort. And, and um, you know, we look like we're disinterested. That's on me. And um, I think that's, you know, that's probably insulting to me. And so I do take it insulting, actually. Um, so again, that's kind of how we play. We want to make sure that we're never, uh, never taking anything for, you know, for granted and every opportunity that we get, we're going to make sure that we're our best. So it's kind of how it is. Um, uh, Lucas, that's kind of how, who I am and how our team kind of is our mindset. Yeah. You know, I, I think you can see that too. And, you know, there are every coach we like to say, cause we have the bird's eye view up at the booth. And we feel like every coach has a personality and, and I, you know, I think everybody would agree that your team does take on it's, it's that confidence, um, the strength, which is quiet until it gets loud sometimes. Uh, and, and that's the way you got to play the game. I think that's the way exactly how you put it is you got to play the game with a, with a resiliency and a strength. And, you know, I, I have another question for you about your NCDC because I know Dan has a, a pretty special connection to the Northern Cyclones elite squad. So I'm sure he's, chomping at the bit over there to be able to ask about the uh the elite and some of the younger guys um but in terms of the ncdc i think one of the things i've always enjoyed about the northern cyclones is and we've mentioned it in our previous conversations especially around the all lucas j team is the northern cyclone style of hockey is what i personally envision hockey to be um, and it's a reliance on that that neutral zone pressure it is a reliance on winning the board battles and finishing checks and winning the physical point of attack, um, denying entry into the zone and, and, you know, just making sure that the game, the flow of the game is under control rather than you know, reliance on offense alone. Um, and so what I want, what I wanted to find out from you was having this sort of development model and having the focus on cradle to college, do you feel like that helps you, to be able to instill players with what you try to make happen with the Northern Cyclones NCDC team? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, again, the, you know, I always talk about a process, right? I mean, you talked about all the things that, 
I mean, you're dead right. I mean, about all the things you just described in terms of, you know, you know, with all of all the elements that go into what we're trying to achieve on the ice. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we're as a group, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to achieve many different things and, and we can, we have to do it together. And I think one of the main components of that we always preach when we step into our locker room is that um, we're a team, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're a group, you know, and we're not individual. Um, and so when you put on the uniform, you know, yes, your name's on the back, but there's also a very important name on the front and it, they both mean something. So we have to represent that the right way. But in terms of style and how we play, um, you know, my thing is, is I was always an offensive guy, which is, you know, and I, so I want to have, I want to make my guys accountable defensively with all the things you just said, but I also want to give my guys the ability to be creative and the, the ability to create offense by using their instincts and not being so structured or schematic in terms of when we get a puck. Um, I, I, and I love speed, right? I love guys who can wheel and skate. Um, so I try to combine all those things into, into making our NCDC team attractive. So when that college guy comes, Oh, and, 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 and they do. And, they, and the biggest compliments I get is from those guys because those guys want my play. Um, and, and, I, and I respect that and I appreciate that. And they know that when my players leave me, you know, they're, you know, they're going to be able to be productive and not have to spend, you know, X amount of time retraining them or, or, or doing things that maybe they would have to if they came from a different program. So, um, yeah, I mean, you hit it all in the nail on the head. And I think that at the end of the day, for us, team, team we, we're a family team or a group uh, we come together for a reason and it's not perfect and like I said we, we you know in this NCDC thing there are some things that um, we go through a little little bit bumps and bruises and you know for a long season and we have we have guys we have we have players that you know like last year I mean we can maybe I'm preempting some of your questions but I, I think this year alone I think talent wise we had a tremendous group we were on a roll for a while and then we had our starting goaltender decide to pick up the phone and call me in January, right before we came back from break and said, Hey coach, you know, I've decided that, uh, you know, another league might be my best option. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take that opportunity. And this is a guy that we, you know, we stayed with for a long time. We gave him a lot of work the year before and this got up and left our group. Um, and quite frankly, he was playing, uh, geez, 90% of the game. Our team completely had changed dynamics. And I can be honest with you, um, if I was going to see it from a successful point of view, boy, it was probably the most successful team I've had just to have to deal with that adversity. Um, so having said all that, you know, um, yeah, the NCDC is, uh, is a, uh, to me, is a work in progress. And I think it's just on the verge of really starting to explode and be great. So. Coach, I mean, we, we talked about it. I kind of gave it to you in the open there. Give it to the folks at home. But you and the New Hampshire Junior Monarchs, the two most successful teams in terms of getting players to the next level in the last calendar year. Incredible numbers. Guys getting brought to the next level of the game, whether it's Division One, Division Three, getting into the NCAA game. Can you talk about number? I could basically throw a rock from Hudson over to the Tritown Ice Arena, I feel like. I mean, my arm's still pretty good. And can you talk about both the, 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 the how that helps your success, having someone right in your backyard to recruit against, to grow with, and to kind of get players to the next level, both of you being in the NCDC, yourself and Ryan Frew coaching teams that are not just competitive on the ice, but competitive off the ice with anybody in the country at getting guys to the next level, which, of course, junior hockey is all about. What's that like, that area, just the, being the hotbed of getting guys to the next level? Well, I mean, I think, number one, I mean, Ryan does a terrific job. He's genuine. He's like us. He cares. He's emotionally emotionally attached. His, his, uh, his assistant, Tony Lesser, who worked for me, does a tremendous job, cares, he's engaged. Um, and then before that, obviously they had a, they had another guy in there that did a nice job to play some people. Um, so, you know, and for us, I, I yearn for rivalries. I love them. Um, I was back in the day, our biggest rival was the Boston Bulldogs and under my old college coach guy named Mike Adesso, who was playing out of the Salem Ice Center. 
uh, they came to me as a league and said, would you want this guy in our league when they were considering, considering him for, um, and you know, could you, could you survive or could you, will it hurt you? Will it this, will it that? I said, absolutely not. Bring him in. Um, you know what? He's got a good program. It's going to make us work harder, be better, create a rivalry. It's the exact same thing with Fruzzi and the Monarchs. Um, you know, we, we, we want to beat each other on the ice. Um, I want to, I want to beat him every time by 10. Um, his fans are annoying. Uh, <laughs> that fog, that fog horn, I've tried to hire people to, to kidnap. And oh, we have lived coach. That yep. foghorn, we put them, we were talking yep. about the, the Monarchs about two years back, and we said that they were towards the back end of the playoff picture, said they were probably a seven or an eight seed halfway through the year. That foghorn followed us the rest of the year. I feel like those guys found out where I was going. I would, yeah. be, I would be in a restaurant having dinner, yeah. and I'd be getting that foghorn in, in my ear there. I was <laughs> like, guys, come on, take it easy. So annoying. So, but. But that all that all just goes into the fact that I, you know, and I, I love the fact that they're there. I love the fact that uh, you know we're both pumping out uh, all these players, the colleges. Um, you know, is it is it a hotbed, an area? It's not an area. It's the program. It's the it's the people that are involved in the program. We have a, you know, we haven't talked about him yet. But we have a tremendous general manager, Bill Lyon, who's, yeah. who who day and night recruits guys. Uh, you know, he's he's the hardest working guy that uh, that I've been around and. You know, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have him in my, in, you know, being part of our, our family. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, and I, I love the fact that they're there. I love the fact that rivalry's there. I love the fact that we're pushing each other for whatever it is. And we don't, we don't really fight over players. I mean, players will choose where they want to go. And that's that's all terrific. And, you know, it, um, but to me, um, it just makes us better. We make him better. Um, and, you know, they're good people. So it's all great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to be to be number one in that in that area. Um, you know, I, I say to people, and the biggest thing we have, we have a, we have an office, we have a building, an office, gym, and everything. And a lot in my office, in, in our hallway, are all our offices, all the players that are played there. Our wall is pretty crowded, you know, two hundred plus players. And at the end of the day, that's people come in and say, you know, it's, what's our program about? We just bring them to the, we call it the wall, of, the hall, the wall of fame. We just show them all the players that have played in our program and all the college uniforms that they have donned. So at the end of the day, I mean, that's what it's about. And uh, both of us are doing a really good job of it. And that's why we're successful. So Now we, you bring up Bill Wine and we saw him out there at the USPHL Chicago Combine. And I'll tell you, that's a guy who can have the fun conversation. And then when the, the ice, when the guy's got on the ice there and he gets down to business, he's got the business look on. He's the guy who I, I stay away from him when he's working. I'm like, he's got something going on yeah. right now. He's got things in the work. Can you kind of let people in? I mean, a lot of the folks who watch us now are attending these combines, players, families. What is someone like Bill doing for your organization? How are you kind of leaning on him to go out there, scout these players? And what's he looking for in a player at these combines? We go back eight years. So Bill came to me eight years ago when he was done <clears throat> playing, and then he had gone to a couple of the odd jobs. I mean, I, I'll take great credit in the fact that I've trained Bill since the day he walked in. What kind of player? is successful, what kind of player that we're looking for, what kind of player, the little nuances. And then Bill's worked his, his butt off. Uh, he's got a, he, he, you know, in his own ingredients, what he likes. And, you know, at the end of the day, for me, he knows exactly what, what I'm looking for at the NCDC level. He knows exactly what he's looking for in his premier team. And they're similar. I mean, he, you know, my directive to him is basically, you know, he knows that we want to play fast. We want to play up-tempo. We want to play gritty. Um, you know, and, he, and he's going to those combines looking for those guys that fit the bill. And, um, you know, we, we addressed some needs from last year, what we needed to look for, what do we need to be better at. Uh, we need to get a little bit bigger. Um, we need to get a little bit more mature. Um, so, I mean, when he goes out there, he, he, he has, he has a, you know, he has a directive. He, he knows what he's looking for. He goes prepared. And, um, you know, I see a lot of these other guys from other organizations go out there and, you know, they, you know, you're right. All they do is they sit there and, you know, the social hour. That's not what Bill does. Bill goes out there and he works. Um, you know, he goes out to these showcases um, and he works. And, um, you know, and all our teams are better for it um, because he works. And uh, and um, so, but you can guarantee that parents, you know, when the, you know when he's, he's out there, he's going to give you, you know, sit down with a parent. He's going to give him the, you know, the lowdown because he's watched the showcase. He's paid attention. He's giving them real information about what we're looking for, what kind of player we like, 
what he saw and hit, you know, their, their, their child. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can't say enough good things about Billy. I mean, you know, Billy is part of our success and, um, he continues to outwork everybody and that's why he's successful. So. And, and in keeping kind of with the organizational flow chart here, I mean, you guys had a big pickup this year, another off the ice pickup. And I mean, we talked about it before we, Lucas and I talk about it all the time with teams, with organizations across the country, the importance of not just making a professional product in a locker room, making a professional product on the ice, making a professional product in the recruiting game and, and getting guys to the next level, but spotlighting what these guys do and shining that spotlight on them with your broadcasting ability, with your content creation. We're seeing the Northern Cyclones with an off-season podcast. You're seeing the Northern Cyclones with a big broadcasting hire in Alex Thomas. This is a guy who is our unofficial three-man broadcast guy. He's our go-to. The NCDC championship, he's always our on-ice guy. He's got the lowdown. He's, he's who I go to for any intelligent hockey information. When I got to sound smart, I call Alex Thomas. Can you talk a little bit about that, that hire and, and how yeah. that came together and how excited Absolutely. you are to Alex? Well, I mean, I, got, I, I started to watch Alex uh, on Twitter. Um, he, he actually did some of the broadcasts of my daughter's games when he was on Ness in the Northeast. And I just, I love his voice first off. I think it's fantastic. And then I got to know him a little bit, you know, he's broadcasting the Union Bruins games. Um, but I really contacted him straight out of the fact that I wanted some help starting this women's hockey tribune, which was a blog about women's hockey and give us some fair, accurate and more consistent, uh, um, exposure to the women's game. And so we started talking that way. And then I just kept saying to myself, you know, it's one thing I, and we'll go back to Bill Wine a little bit. Billy was handling a lot of the social media and, you know, Billy was wearing every hat except, you know, he, you know, he wasn't vacuuming the rugs, but he was doing everything else. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I just, I said to myself, we're, you know, we're getting so large here. We, and we want to, we want to be able to just continue to put out, you know, who we are, what we are and spotlight our players, give them more exposure. Alex is a tr just in everything you, you know, his writing, um, the way he spotlights things and the way he can, way he can create different types of content. Um, I, you know, I just offered him a job and I said, look at it. We need a need, uh, not just from a broadcast point of view, but we need, you know, social media websites, uh, player profiles, uh, player interviews, like you said, podcasts, whatever it might be. And he's involved with me with the women, uh, the, the, the women's league. He's going to be involved with, um, another project I got going on the women. So he's a tremendous support in, in that area. And, um, knowing that he's, he's, he's a wonderful kid. So, um, so far, uh, you know, I've gotten nothing but rave reviews from the things he writes and, uh, the people that are seeing our content all the time. And, um, yeah, this one was, uh, this one was a real, I'm real happy with the way things, things have gone with that hire. And I'm just very happy he's with us. Yeah, and I mean, you, you talk about it. I mean, you watch hockey TV, the important, we talk about it all the time. Scouts, when they can't get out to the rink, they got to watch you from home. And hockey TV is that go to. And, and a voice like Alex Thomas's, you talk about how he works. I mean, he's got that old school Boston vibe to him when he's calling a game. And we love to listen to it as well. And it's going to be a fun time for fans to watch the Northern Cyclones. I can tell you that much. Coach, I got, I got two more questions for you here. The first one I'm going to go with is we're talking about this offseason with everyone we've talked to, whether it's players, coaches, executives. Obviously, it's been one of a kind. This is, this is unprecedented in the game of hockey. It's unprecedented throughout our country and kind of the world having to come to a halt, the sporting world having to come to a halt. And there's a lot of players and parents out there thinking to themselves, how do I make my next step? What's the next right step? How am I supposed to be seen by a coach or like Bill Flanagan or a GM like Bill Wyand when there's not ice time all over the country? There's not places for me to go play. I can't put myself on film on the ice. Can you talk to that parent, that player? What kind of advice do you have for folks during all this? What should they be doing to keep themselves prepared? What should they be doing to get in front of coaches, GMs to find their next spot? Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, <clears throat> this is something that obviously nobody uh, could have predicted and nobody was quite frankly prepared for. So, um, you know, for me, when it first happened as a small business owner, um, there were so many different concerns. But I knew from, again, just speaking about our business and what we are and how we've done business, I felt confident in the fact that we were going to be able to weather the storm, survive whatever. 
um, that came along as long as it wasn't against something that's, I mean, God forbid that it was not, you know, curable or we were unable to move forward. I felt good that we, again, over the years have done the right things, whether it's the rink ownership or whether it's the addition, the, the staff member hirings or whatever it might've been. I felt good about the fact that we were in a good spot. I had good people. I had a good solid foundation in terms of the rink ownership and things. So, um, and I said to myself, I said, boy, and, and on the negative side, I said, there's going to be some that aren't going to be able to make it. Um, some, whether, you know, whether, you know, they didn't have, you know, a, a strong base or they just weren't prepared in terms of anything. Um, and so I, I was, I wasn't, wasn't worried about us. So I, I guess now to flip it on that side, I, I guess my advice would be again, in anything that we do, we always want to research and to be sure about where we're putting special. And I, and I call this our most prized possession, our children who, who we're putting them with and um, what position we're putting them in. And, and, and so I think this, this process has kind of shone, shone some light for me in terms of, you know, the strong organizations, um, the strong leagues, the leagues that have a good foundation they they can weather storms and they can deal with the ups and downs. And we're one of those in terms of an organization. So I would tell parents to do their research number one, to make sure that whatever organization they're going to choose, that organization is solidified in terms of, you know, being strong financially, uh, having plans in place to keep their players safe, plans in place to, uh, if something else happens. Uh, and then two, you know what, I, we, there's nothing we can do in terms of Bill Wyan, myself and whatnot, are always viewing video. I mean, the video isn't, I wouldn't say it's awesome. I would say it's good, you know? And so if that video shows any type of potential, we're, we're, we're immediately saying, look, let's find a way to get that player, take a look at him live. Um, because of the situation that we're in with the rink ownership and the state of New Hampshire, we're fortunate in terms of the state of New Hampshire has been, um, you know, not knock on wood, you guys, I got to find some wood. The, the, the case of, the, the case of, have, have been you know not as high as other places in the country so we're allowed to operate so we're trying to get those players and those parents to come out and visit we're trying to get them into a live on ice session so we can see them live um and then we we're inviting them to our camp so we're so we're trying to get we're trying to make initial contact with video phone call some so maybe some references and then trying to get them out here look at come out now it's you know you guys come out take a look see if you like us um and then let's go to the next step and I would tell parents not to not to panic, not to not to uh, or, you know get too over anxious about things. Um, there are this will all play out the way it should, I believe. Um, but I would I would tell them to do their due diligence in terms of researching the different programs um, and making sure that uh, you know they they're pretty solid in everything they do. So, uh, Coach, before we head to Lucas's educational corner, I got one last question for you here and. I just had you give advice on how to find the right destination. Now I'm going to ask you a question. I ask everybody who joins us from organizations throughout the country, why the Northern Cyclones? I'm a parent. I'm a player. Why are the Northern Cyclones the best choice? Obviously, we've talked about the family atmosphere. We've talked about the commitment success. We've talked about the model. Why choose the Northern Cyclones? Drum, drum roll, please, Danny. Do you have a drum roll? <laughs> Yeah. Lucas, you're, you're the you're the musician. You got one. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I, I, I think I'm, I'm asked this question a lot. I, facts don't lie. Um, I I we present facts. We present facts that we're the number one college placement program in the country. We own our rink. We're emotional owner invested. Um, we're we're genuine. We care. It's all about fact. Um, we don't we don't put anything out there that we don't back up. Um, and like I said, we're the number one producing college program placer in, in the country. And we will continue to do that. We're over 240-something guys placing college hockey. Um, and that's why. You know, we don't, we don't make things up. We just produce facts. And, I, you know, me, I, I'm a parent first and foremost. I want to I be presented with fact, not perception, not BS. And that's what we present. We present facts. So, I absolutely love it. And that, that's what it is, folks. Ladies and gentlemen watching at home. 
it's about, you know, when you see a coach like, like Bill Flanagan here, you see someone who's watched their own go through it, right? You have been as absolutely invested in this game as you could be at every level as both a coach, a parent, a player. It, you've been in every single facet of it. it. That's what we always talk about. We get asked by parents all the time, players all the time. They, they reach out to us and say, how do I make the right decision? How do I know I'm making the right decision? You, you'll, you, you know when someone cares, folks. You know when someone cares and the care level in Northern, I think it's just another thing that the Cyclones are leading the world in right now. And love the work you're doing. We're going to give you a chance at your parting words next. So think those through, Coach. You'll have your parting words. But before that, we remind all hockey players that the game of hockey, the game of junior hockey, is not just played on the ice. It's not just played with a stick and skates. It is played off the ice as well because it's about creating a student athlete to get to the next level. So that's why we go to the resident smart guy on the Dan K show, a man who is much more intelligent than I and a man who I copied off of throughout high school to get me to where I am today. And I'm still copying off of it's Lucas Jones with the educational corner. Take it away, Lucas. Thanks, Dan. So my educational corner moment today is uh, sort of inspired by a band that both I and I'm sure a lot of hockey players, parents and grandparents have listened to, and that's Def Leppard. Uh, mega superstars in the 1980s, and I would argue uh, still incredibly uh, relevant today. Um, Lucas, everybody's logged off that is <laughs> under the age of, of 30 at this point. Uh, I mean, you know what? <laughs> then they're missing out. I saw them two years ago and they were incredible. But that being aside, one of the lyrics to the song Rock of Ages is the well-known saying, it's better to burn out than fade away. And while that might be great for glorifying the rock and roll lifestyle, it is not good for the academic side of what junior hockey players need to be encountering. Um, a lot of students that I work with are a little bit burned out right now with all the video conferencing, all the video tutoring that they've had to go through. And especially with a lot of them are worried and they're working, you know, late hours, early mornings to try to figure this stuff out. You cannot allow yourself to be burnt out here. Um, and this is crucial. There's physical burnout, which a lot of hockey players are very aware of, but mental burnout is just as bad, if not worse, um, in a lot of respects. And so with the SAT and the ACT coming back uh, this August, a lot of hockey players might be trying to either catch up on work from their previous school year or get ahead of work or start preparing. You cannot let yourself burn out. You have to continue to work every day in manageable amounts. Um, I've given this advice in some different ways before, but I want to directly address this idea of burnout today is, it's much harder to come back from burnout than it is to come back from, say, missing a day off or, you know, taking, taking a day to go to the beach instead of getting your study in. I cannot tell you how important it is to get those mental breaks, to get that mental rest, because when you do hit that burnout point, it takes you a week, two weeks, sometimes even longer to not just get back kind of the, the work you've been doing, but to get back the motivation. Because I know every single person listening has burned out over something at least once in their life. And you know what that is. I just think back to how hard it was to get motivated again. So my advice is you have to find the work balance. You can work hard, but you have to avoid overworking yourself because the burnout is so difficult to come back from. Great job there by Lucas. I'll tell you what, he is, he's been in the educational world since leaving college and, and I've watched the, him work with students of all levels and, and I mean at times Lucas is teaching me I mean Lucas I feel like you're teaching me every day as well I'm always learning new things a lot of times you got to stop and be like Dan do you understand that you're incorrect about that I misuse a lot of words you know as a, <laughs> a, I'm not a wordsmith but I do my best and, and with that we go to the parting words the parting words of each week's show we always know Lucas is so verbose so I will start with him Lucas your parting words there you go. As always, Lucas, very quiet, doesn't have much to say, but I think Coach Flanagan and I, I think we'll have more to say. And, and Coach, first of all, it is always an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and, it, and it's an honor to talk to somebody who just, like I said, a champion of the game of hockey, a game that we all care about so much, we love so much, and you're someone who just does so much of the game, not just, not just in one area, in every single area. You live it, you breathe it and you put it into action, your parting words, Coach, this week for the Dan K Show. 
first off, I just want to reemphasize that I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you do. I enjoy what you do. I think you guys are tremendous um, for, for us and for the game and everything. Uh, parting ways to, to everybody who's listening, enjoy today. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about what's going to happen in two years. Stop worrying about what league you're in or if you're in the right spot or if you're in this and that. Enjoy and focus it on today. I have come with too many players. And there were absolutely the, the, the anxiety about tomorrow is making them not what they should be. Please, players, parents, enjoy today. Worry about tomorrow another time. Absolutely awesome, Coach. Coach, again, absolute pleasure to have you on. My parting words for today's show, I always like to have it kind of coincide with our guest for the week. And, and I think hard work are my parting words this week. Hard work and putting that hard work in. Derek Jeter once said, it's okay for someone to be more talented than I am, but it is not okay for them to outwork me. And that is something that you see from Coach Flanagan's squad, from his organization, top to bottom. You see it through the Flanagan family, on the ice, at all levels of the game. It's how gold medals are won. It's how championships are won. And it's how players that go through the system just continue to funnel into the next level of the game and create the future of hockey. That hard work is what you need right now, whether you have ice time, whether you don't. You can't put the skates on, put on the running shoes. Get outside, get moving, get ready, because guess what? We saw it from the Northern Cyclones page this week. We're coming back, baby. The USPHL is getting ready to take that ice. I can't wait for September. We can't wait for the fall. We're going to be playing hockey, and watch out for the Northern Cyclones. Watch out for Coach Flanagan's squad. Watch out for the work that Bill Wyan's doing behind the scenes. Keep an eye on Alex Thomas with that play-by-play, -play, the voice, the, the hostess with the mostest. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun season for the Cyclones. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it is always hockey night. Remember, to, if you want to learn more about our sponsors, the USPHL, you can go to USPHL.com. You want to reach out to the Dan Kay Show. You want to be a guest. You want the Dan Kay Show to come out and cover your team. We are almost booked up for the entire upcoming season. That's how many folks have reached out to us to come out to their rink this year. It's www.dankayshow.com. Reach out to us there at the contact page, dankayshow.com backslash contact. I can't wait for it at the underscore Dan K Show to follow us, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for watching another week of the Dan K Show presents Junior Hockey.